So I have a bit of bad news, um, Taylor. 16 seasons in a row, the Sacramento Kings are not going to the NBA playoffs. That's an NBA record. Sorry, buddy. Well, at least we're breaking records somewhere, I guess. <laughs> I guess we're going to be in the right 16 seasons out. How's that possible? I don't know. They pick first every year, or top three or top five. How's that possible? Year. I don't know. Taylor, you have any explanation? Actually, for your I haven't had a number one pick. How's oh, that possible? Ever? Uh, not in the past 16 years. Wow. Yeah, I don't think they've had a number one, but they've obviously missed out on Luca. Yeah, was obviously the the Trey. big one that they missed out on. Trey Young. He seems okay. Seems like he's could have had good. Curry too. Could have Cur- Curry would have been a decent pick. Dallas is only 19 games over 500. And they have the future of the league running their team. Literally the future of the league. <laughs> you, who needs that? Who needs that? I, to your point, like as, as, as disappointing as the Lakers have been this season, at least it's not 16 years in a row of that. Of <laughs> Just constantly picking the wrong guy, making the wrong move, the Do wrong you know coach, how, everything. Th- think about this. The NBA has 49 teams that go to the playoffs every year. Do you know <laughs> how tough it is? To miss out, if I if I gave you the keys right now to the Sacramento Kings, mm-hmm. okay, and you know what you know, and don't even try to, you know, it's like you literally know what you know. You think you can make the playoffs once in the next sixteen years? That's a great question. I think you could. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to answer this seriously. I don't. I'm not. I I don't. You would hire the right good. people to do the right things. You would get out of the way when you feel like you need to get out of the way, and you'd make the playoffs once in the next 12 years because 41 teams go to the postseason. <laughs> I like how fired up you are on this. Is this just because Taylor cut you off during Factor Cap, or is this more of a, of a Kings thing? No, I actually really feel bad for that organization. You know how good they were in the early 2000s, how fun it was, Lakers and the Kings? And this is – like, you, I, I just – I find it mind-boggling that you could be that bad in the NBA. I forgot about this. You, tell, tell me if I have this right. This is I'm going by memory here, but I think this is right. Didn't their owner, I think his name is uh, Vivek Ranadive, I think yes. that's his name, didn't he approach the coaches at one point and, and say, hey, my, eighth, my, my eight-year-old daughter's basketball team just leaves one of their players at the other end of the court so they get easy baskets. Why can't we do that? I, I honestly think he brought like yeah. an, it maybe it wasn't exactly that, but it was something like that, right? That was his suggestion, you know. Have a couple couple people, you know, trail back as all time oh, cherry picking. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't that work? We never <laughs> tried it. Seems like yeah, an interesting philosophy. Now that now I have a a ton more respect for that <laughs> owner because I I did not know that that got shot down, and if he would have done that, who knows? Maybe something would have changed. I was thinking about this yesterday. What do you think? Let me. Uh, let me pitch you on this, Trev. If I'm going to kind of get you into a conference room and, you know, I'm asking, hey, grab a grab a cup of water. Um, maybe First of I all, you've you lost me. If, if, if you don't even have bottles of water, you're making me fill no, it up from the a, jug. It's no, it's not even – there's not even a jug. We literally <laughs> just have a sink there just getting you some unfiltered water. Tap. Okay. What if we do a playing tournament for the playing tournament? Hear me out here. Lakers didn't get in the playing tournament. They're probably not going to get in. How much more exciting would the NBA be if the Lakers and the Kings and the Blazers are fighting for number 10? So it's a play-in to get into the play-in. Just so we could have more cities it down. feel like they're involved till the end. See, I don't I don't want that. I wouldn't want the Kings to make the play-in tournament. I'm I, just I, kidding, bro. I, I want I'm to kidding. the real playoffs. Yeah, no, I know. It's, I, it's awful. 
I think that once you get past teams that lose 15 more times than they win, I think that the back door to the play-in tournament should be bolted with what it's like one of those bank vaults where you spin it and it goes, ching, chung, chung. Like that's how that door should be locked on the back end. Games below 16. 500. Why do I, I don't? Why does 15 feel so much better? It was it was the weirdest weekend for them. They had two games that really, if look, I don't even, I, I don't even believe this, but I'll, I'll say it. If they were gonna get in, they had to win those two, like you were saying. I don't think they were gonna get in even if they did. But their effort in those games was abysmal. They, they, neither one of those games they were really particularly close to winning. Magic went on the radio this morning and was critical to, to a degree of the team. Not, nothing too crazy. And then you have um, LeBron James catching some some shrapnel from Kareem, who yep. was presenting Carmelo Anthony with an award, with the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award for social justice. And it's like everything that could have gone wrong for this team all happened on one weekend. Just a surreal weekend. And all of a sudden LeBron's like, wait, Kareem's smacking me around? What did I do to Kareem? It's just such a weird weekend. Everything is uh, everything is literally going down. I mean, the whole season has been bad from the beginning, from the outgo, from the start, all the injuries, the expectations, the guys complaining, uh, whatever it is, whether it's the fit or, hey, is this team giving enough effort? You know what? I, I don't mind the roof collapsing in the final, what is it, one week left. A week from today, the season is over. So they'll mm-hmm. be, they're, they're going to finish uh, a week from Sunday or a week from yesterday is when the season ends. To be honest with you, Trav, I think there's probably so much built-up frustration from everybody, um, including the fan base, including, I mean, Magic going on this morning and giving uh, basically enough content for the next week for us for everything that he broke down. I I don't know what to tell you. I think this is the Lakers season in a nutshell. This is where they're sitting. Uh, being at both games this weekend, Friday and Sunday, when you would have thought on Friday there was just going to be this buzz of, guys, this is it. I mean, the season literally is over if you can't beat the Pelicans on Friday night. And, oh, by the way, AD and LeBron are back. I think everybody's just kind of had enough. I don't know what else to – I don't know how else to describe it. Kareem included, apparently, because I want you to listen to what he had to say about LeBron James. Some of the things – that he's done and said are really beneath him as far as I can see with some of the great things that he's done you know it's he's standing on both sides of the fence almost you know it makes it hard for me to you know accept that when he's uh, committed himself to uh, a a different uh, take on on everything well it's hard to figure out the where he's standing, you know, you got got to check him out every time. Look, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is one of the smartest athletes that we've had, really, in the last probably 50, 100 years or whatever. He's a very deep, deep, thoughtful individual and does not just run his mouth. He, that's not who he is. He, he's very thoughtful about what he does. But I don't quite – and I know he tried to clean it up a little bit afterwards and say, hey, look, and I, I was speaking to LeBron kind of as an older brother. Like, I, I hold you in such high regard. I want to make mm-hmm. sure that you continue to do all the wonderful things that you've had. But – I, where's he going with this? I don't. I, LeBron, I, I get it. You know, like all of us, we kind of have conflicting ideas every once in a while. But I don't think, at least for me, Slee, I don't have any confusion on where LeBron James stands on issues. I, I think it's pretty clear. Well, I, I think there's a couple examples that he had. All right, so let's use one. What is it called? The Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell, when you yeah. hit a jumper and you act Feeling a certain yourself. way. Yeah. Listen, I'm not telling you that Kareem comes his style the way he played the game, the reason why he played the game, what he did outside of the game. Nobody's going to be able to repeat who Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is. 
LeBron's his own person, his own individual. I've seen, by the way, I've seen players, that's Sam Cassell. I've seen other players in the league do it. That's sure. some, are, some of the baddest in the NBA. kind of is what it is. All right, you might not like it. It's in the, um, it's the moment of the game. I've always kind of looked at LeBron that I think the guy carries himself well. I think the guy gives off a perception and a persona that, hey, this is – this is a good dude. This is one of the good guys in the league. This is family man, there for his children, um, a good husband, obviously did the uh, uh, created the school out in uh, Akron, Ohio. He's done a lot of good things. Now, there's LeBron is going to speak his mind on certain issues that some people aren't going to like. I wasn't crazy because I think one of the things he's referring to here is um, in the middle of all the uh, health and safety protocols that's going on in the NBA. You got all these players missing games. Lakers were obviously one that was hit with a ton of it. He sends out that tweet or was on Instagram, the post of what is this? Is this COVID? Is it the flu? Is it one of these? I, I wasn't a fan of that either because I, I, I did think that was maybe irresponsible is the right way to put it. But to, I don't know, to label LeBron something other than somebody that's been fantastic yeah. for the league and I feel like a good role model is that's yeah, that's that- that's the thing. Like, I get it. I mean, look, we're all going to say stupid things. We're all going to say something. Eh, I wish I could have that back. That didn't come out exactly the way that I wanted to. But to paint him as a guy that's talking out of both sides of his mouth, I just don't think it's fair. It's almost like Kareem knew that his episode on winning time was coming up, that the Kareem episode about how he's very grumpy and that he wasn't he wasn't working with the team the way that the other guys are working with the team. He was standoff. He wasn't he was either aloof and distant like, oh, I'll show these guys. It may have been 40 years ago, but I'm going to let these guys know what it was all about. It just seemed like the timing of it all was very bizarre. I get that he was in the tent, Carmelo and all that stuff, but just can we just get to the end of the line? Can we just flush this season and move on to the next one and start rebuilding this thing that everything that has gone wrong, why do we have to add in Kareem smacking LeBron around a little bit? It just the timing of it all was terrible. Well, and, and the way you said it of just look at what happened in the last three days. Yeah. All right, in the last three days – you got what's happening on the floor. You got comments coming from certain players, like we talked about with Anthony Davis, if we were, what it could have been. You got Magic going on this morning and doing what Magic does. And, you know, whether you like the comments or you don't, or as you as you mentioned, Trav, we'll play more of those clips coming up here. As you mentioned, what's the purpose of making all this stuff public? Is this more self-serving than it is substance? And then you got the Kareem portion of it. And, oh, by the way, the the season ends in one week for the Lakers, and every question that you have about the Lakers and the organization and a chance to go win a championship, they're going to walk into an offseason with more questions than they actually have answers. That's pretty crazy that it all happens in the span of three days. That seems to just be the this Lakers franchise at times. I'm trying to think, and, and I can't come up with it. Is there anything that has taken place this season that you could take a pod that you could you could take something out of it and say, hey, look, it's been a bust, didn't make the playoffs, not going to win a championship, blah 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 blah. But at least we blank. I can't come up because even last year, right? Last year, bunch of guys were hurt. Anthony Davis gets hurt in the playoffs. They 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 lose to the Suns in the first round. But there was the silver lining of, hey, listen, it sucks that they're out. But for the first time in forever, LeBron gets a full offseason. AD gets a full offseason, though, to relax, recuperate, refresh, heal, all of these things. What in the world is the silver? I I can't come up with anything. You're going to have trouble trading Russell Westbrook. You may have to trade or at least look into the possibility of trading Anthony Davis. You have to rebuild the entire team. You're almost LeBron's going to be 38. LeBron's older. You're going to have to go hire a new coach. That All of these things, is there one positive silver lining one little shred of positivity to take from this maybe that's maybe that's maybe that is the silver lining that it can't look the same 
that you, you pretty much whatever experiment that you've been going through, you might have to call it a day and say, all right, let's wash our hands clean and let's move on. By the way, I'm, and I'm not when I say that I'm not referencing go trade Anthony Davis, go trade LeBron James. I'm not I'm not referring to that, but this whole well, we're one healthy player away. You could have made that case last season. You're an AD health away from winning it all. You can't make that case at all uh, this upcoming offseason. Okay, so speaking of AD, Magic said earlier today, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, that he does not think the Lakers can take the heat that would come along with maybe trying to move him. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, ESPN, and ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. I could picture you driving into work tomorrow morning with one shining moment, playing in your car, the windows are down, you're just kind of bobbing your head, singing along to it. You've already won. Even if Kansas doesn't win tonight, the only other person that has Kansas is Lindsey. She's behind you. So nobody has Carolina. You've got it wrapped up. Well, I I wouldn't be driving into it. I'd have a driver. (laughs) I'd have a driver driving me into work. Perfect. It should be Clark Kellogg or Jim Nance or one of the guys. An Uber, not a Lyft. Yeah, exactly. An Uber. You should do it. You should just walk in, carry like a your phone, and get a little yep. one of those portable speakers, and just walk in and uh, strut and around I'm like you own the people. place. I'm walking around to uh, Starbucks and I'm showing them the standings. Oh, what is this? Oh, is this the ESPN LA? Is this the bracket challenge? Who's that at number one? <laughs> like, sir, you want a pike or what? What are you doing? Here? <laughs> do you enjoy one shining moment at the end of the tournament? Uh, not really, <laughs> Emily. For it. Do you like it? I mean, I, I don't, like, have to tune into it, but if I see it somewhere, I'll, I'll watch it. I don't mind it. Taylor? Oh, yeah, I'm a big montage guy. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> Not Rocky montages. Oh, that's so. <laughs> now that's a different story. <laughs> no, the reason I ask is this, because my wife has zero interest in college Do some basketball. sit-ups every time I hear this. <laughs> she, does, she, doesn't, she doesn't care at all. She wishes little into the Duke game because her mother is a Duke alum, so she wanted her mom to be happy. So she was kind of rooting for Duke a little bit. But beyond that, doesn't have any interest. You would think that our children were playing in the Final Four, sure. how invested she gets into one shining moment. No, 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 you can't turn it. Don't turn it, don't turn it. I want to see it, I want to see it. It's so good, it's so good. Like, for, for what, you don't even know what any of these people are. It's just, a, here's what it's going to be. Ball goes up, it's going to be the tip of the final game. Mm-hmm. Cut to the cheerleader. Yeah, sis, boom, ba. let go team. There's going to yep. be some made jumpers. There's going to be somebody going up and under. It's going to be a crying fan. There's going to be a crying player. And then it's going to be set the coach to the, calling timeout. Coach calling the timeout. Ref, the a ref, very long shot. The of, referee playing. <laughs> coach doing K. Doing a replay. Probably going to get a little Mrs. K at some point in there along the way. Like, I know what it is before it's happened. And yet a couple students hammered. 
<laughs> well, for sure. The that, Indiana cheerleader getting the basketball from up top. That's oh, definitely going to be in there. hundred percent. That'll be in there for sure. Yep. There'll be some mascot shenanigans. We have. Okay. We, we okay, know what it is. Playing, it's been let's done. use this as an example with the college uh, college basketball highlights. Taylor, play the other one that I think would just have such a bigger impact. Do the Rocky real quick. <laughs> Come on, bro. It's not even close. Yeah, but are they just going to show Paulo Ponchero doing sit-ups and and, and lifting weights? This I want to is... see Coach K doing sit-ups yeah. and then pushing weights. By the way, or just he, blowing a whistle. He doesn't move super great. That bummed me out. I got to be honest. I got to yeah. be. When they were showing that long walk where he's coming out of the locker room to the court to start the game, and he's kind of he's got his gates a little off. I and mean, look, he's he's seventy five years old. He's been coaching basketball for a hundred years. It's kind of like, oh, I'm with man. You. I, I, know what you I, I don't like that. Like, I, I want him to still be in my mind. I want him to just be the guy that's all fiery on the sidelines. It kind of kind of bummed me out, Al. He got fiery a couple different times. Every time, By the way, I'm not, I'm not kidding when I say this. Every time, whether it was, I don't know, Duke would take a three-point lead or a five-point lead, or they tied the game and they were down, and he jumps off the bench, and he's asking guys, defense, defense, all this. I mean, he gets fiery every time I swear he did that. North Carolina scored. I'm like, Coach, <laughs> sit down. Coach, you're not helping you're not helping. You know what? One thing was bad, too. I was driving back from a water polo tournament. And I was listening to it as it, go- as it went. And I was not as familiar with UNC as I was with Duke. But sometimes they'd say, and this person scores. I'm like, what team is he on? Like, please <laughs> explain because it was so close. I'm like, oh, this guy. I'm like, I, don't, I still don't know his name. That's, yeah. I, I was not as good as I have been in the past. But I was listening to it with, uh, very anxiously. I think I'd like to hang out with Hubert Davis. He looks like a good hang. I, I, yeah, feel, like I, I feel like I could get along with that guy pretty well. You gonna get some like some Cambodian or Moroccan food tonight for the uh, the big game sleeve? What's what's the not, cuisine it's a good choice? Question. I'm not sure yet, and uh, frankly, I don't like you pressuring me into a certain cuisine. Let me let me just I'm do not my thing. Pressuring? I'm asking. I, here's what I know: you're not going to get pizza and wings. <laughs> I know that won't be the choice, but it'll but be something a little I more. Technically, exotic. still can't. I technically still can't. Um, Emily, are you all over TikTok again? Like, there's no now you're back exactly like it was before. Oh yeah, and I actually just got back on Instagram too because I She's had making up for any time lost. <laughs> I had to, I had something happen this weekend that I like. I felt like I just needed to post about it. It was going to be so great, and so I did. And so uh, I now I'm back fully on Instagram, fully on TikTok, and uh, you know God still loves me. I guess maybe. <laughs> you have, well, you, you when you find out, you find out, right? You're never <laughs> none of us are quite sure until that moment. And right. You find out like yeah. Now remember that. T- Time you watch TikTok, down you go. You know, you never know. You told me you wouldn't watch TikTok. Slee didn't have a single carb. Go on up, Slee. Go enjoy the rest of eternity in eternal bliss. Emily, you went to Instagram. <laughs> You're going down there forever. I, hopefully he's not that mean. Uh, Hopefully he's a little yeah. more reasonable. She'll be okay. She'll but, um, she'll be yeah, okay. this weekend my friend and I were, went to this party, and uh, we didn't really know that many people there, and so we tried to make friends by having Should them call Travis and I. We would have came. <laughs> That's always a weird dynamic, right? When you go to a party where you don't – like, thankfully you had your friend, Emily, because right. you guys could – worst case scenario, you can chit-chat with each other. Yeah. But when you go – have you ever – when's the last time you went to a party and you didn't know hardly anybody else? That's a weird dynamic. Yeah, those are always awkward. Because you're like, all right, who do you go talk to? You, you go, go look at your phone. What do you send there? By the way, if you go I, with I somebody, if you go, if you go with somebody, like you went with a friend, no problem there. If you got, if you got one friend there, you're, you're good to go. It's the you're walking in, you got to pay something off. It's somebody you're going to go see for a quick second, but they're busy. Maybe it's their party or something along those lines. Yeah, those get a little awkward. Yeah, but at uh, before I went, my friend got this like tiny Nutella, like the smallest Nutella you've ever seen in your whole life. And so, you're like, okay, my my grand plan was. 
I'm going to have us introduce ourselves to people by saying, hey, take a picture with this Nutella. And everyone took like really different, funny, weird pictures. And it was just kind of like a weird icebreaker. And it worked really well. So now I have uh, some new friends. So just trying different experiments in this in this crazy age. So I, th- that's not bad. That, I, I wouldn't do that. But that's a good idea. Like a little icebreaker like that is a pretty good deal. Because here's, here's what happens to me. My wife is a social butterfly. She likes to go to all of these things. And, and she'll go, oh, no, just come with me. And, and we, we have the same conversation every time. Park the car at the party. We're walk- we, she's getting ready to go get out of the car. And I reach across and I touch her on the shoulder. And I said, so just before we go in here, can tonight please be the night where you don't leave me five seconds after we come through the front door and I'm standing there and I don't know a soul there? Can you, can you just please check in with me periodically? So I, Because... She'll go, oh, yeah, for, yeah, for sure, for sure. She already, go through, she already opened oh. the door, and she's already inside. Cindy, Cindy, how are you? She's gone. And I'm standing there, and it's like, i got to go introduce myself to these dads that I, I don't know who they are. They don't know who I am. We have no interest in getting to know each other. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. They're over there doing their thing. And it's every single time. And you, if you get very lucky, there's one guy that is as contemptful of the process as you are, and you can kind of commiserate. like That you connect. You connect well, yeah, because you, of that. You have that thing. You look at me and go, you hate this as much as I do, don't you? He's like, yes, I do. Let's go find the bar, and let's just kind of make fun of this. thing. <laughs> You're looking for that guy. She ditches me every single time. So you'd hang with me. You'd be a better wingman than my wife. Uh, no, we'd chill. We'd have a good time. But she's got to that's, – that's, there's certain people, that's what they do, right? Like they're – that's their that's – their, environment that's what they want they want to bounce around and talk to different people and different conversations and catch up about everything i think you and i fall into a completely different category yeah, i'll say all right so magic was on kjz or kj uh m this morning z is out m is in max is there um and he was talking about the idea of maybe trading anthony davis and whether or not that would be something that the lakers should consider doing during the offseason i want you to listen to this because the reason he says they might not do it i think is again him kind of saying hey uh these guys that are making the decisions might not be the right guys to make the decisions. Check this out. We we uh, spent some time last week talking about Anthony Davis and the conversation. I'm trying to think here. Where did it come up? Where did it come up, Trap? It came up somewhere. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, the discussion about AD. And I was basically saying, look, why would you shop? Why would, Oh, Brian Windhorst. That's what it was. Brian Windhorst was on GetUp. So it was. Discussing it, right. It, it would be something that would be discussed. Why would you trade Anthony Davis when his probably his stock is the lowest that it can possibly be? But put aside that for a second. So what I think Magic was saying is there's too much that comes with it. If you want to trade Anthony Davis and LeBron James, that duo was put together. They go on, they go out and win an NBA championship. Rich Paul and the uh, Clutch, you know, obviously the two biggest clients for Clutch Sports are both sitting with the Los Angeles Lakers. You have that element as well. Um, I, I don't know if if the angle that you're looking at here with Magic, are you trying to say that Magic is kind of pointing out that that's not something that the current regime would be able to do or withstand or take the pressure? Is that is that what you're referring to? Yeah, but I want to play it here. We got the cut. This is Magic talking about the Lakers maybe not being up for what it would mean to try to trade Anthony Davis. I would love to see AD just be healthy, but he has to change things himself to be healthy, right? And so that's a move, Max, but I don't think with all that's going on, you have to have, you have to stand up and say, you know what, I can take the heat, and I don't think they can take the heat on trying to trade AD. 
so I think what's interesting about that is the last part of it. That the it sounds like Magic would like to keep Anthony Davis healthy and at his best. That's the best option for them because he's a really good player. But even if that's not a realistic outcome, Magic is saying, "Look, they're not going to trade him because they don't want the blowback that comes along with it." And what what I'm hearing is, and by the way, he might be right. Right or wrong is not my point in this. My point in this is he's calling out the front office again. He's calling out the Laker management structure again. He's pointing out that the guys that put this together in the first place are willing to let it ride even if it's not in the best interest because they don't want the heat that's coming back. That's what I'm hearing, that this is not just should we trade them, should we not. The answer I got was, hey, listen, they're not going to do it because they don't want the smoke that's coming back their way. It's another shot at the front office. And I'm not saying he's wrong. But what I don't get is what is his goal with these comments? What is he trying to get done by continuing to say, and, and I get it, he doesn't like Rob Palenka. He, he said as much, right? He doesn't like Rob Palenka. But this is not good for the Lakers. And I, I thought that Magic had the Lakers' best interest in mind. I don't know if this is in the best interest of the Lakers. I don't think I have I – don't, I don't think I'm opposed to what he said today. I really don't. I think how critical he's I'm been about the Lakers. I'm not opposed to it, Alan. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm not opposed yeah. to it, but I just like what what's the end game? What what is is it just to what do you tell think the it truth? Is? What, what, what do you think? The end I think game he wants is. the job back. I think he wants to do it again. I, I think that he wants to be the guy. I wouldn't do this. I'd do this. I wouldn't have done this. I think, you got to put a team together here. They called me. I put it off to them. That I'm in the mix of this all over again. I talked to Genie on the side. You think he wants that role again? Why? What else could it be? Well, I, I think Magic's going to speak his mind no matter what. Um, he had the role, and I think him leaving the role uh, wasn't forced out. Nobody told him that you had to go. Um, I, I Listen, there is something about him saying, DeMar DeRozan's agent called me. DeMar DeRozan's agent, I passed, I threw a no look. I think he told Max or Jay Will, whoever. Yep. I, I threw a no look to him. Um, I think he 100% props himself up of, look at me. Look at my connections. But I also think he's incredibly, incredibly honest about the organization. I don't know what the end game is. I don't know what the I don't know the purpose of doing it. I, listen, it's fair you can make an argument. This is a bad look for the Lakers organization. That part I think is most important. Is it a bad look to where you got other teams and other agents and other playing saying, Who's running things over there? If that's going to affect the Lakers this upcoming offseason and for years to come, then that's a different conversation. I think that's a different story. But I, I, I haven't actually heard anything that he said where I'm saying to myself, that's a problem or I disagree with no, it. No, no, I, that, that, those are two different things. I agree with you. I don't think he's been – none of the things he said do I disagree with. I think, he's, I think he's entirely accurate in his assessments of what he's saying. My question is, why is he saying it? What's the like, purpose? What's the, yeah, what's the end game to all of this? And, and when you start saying, well, you know, they called me, and then I just had to get over here. Or, you know, I, I don't know if they can stand the criticism that would come along with it. It's interesting to me. It, it's, and, and, by the way, the topic itself is, could they stand the criticism? If they had to go say, look, we're starting from literal from scratch. Anthony as Davis. In Braun, as in Braun goes too? Well, maybe LeBron stays, and maybe that's not scratch because it's LeBron, but it's year 20 of LeBron James. LeBron James is, I don't, I don't want to say LeBron James has proven. The league has proven that LeBron James is not the guy that can just take four guys and go to the playoffs anymore. He, he needs some help. Yeah, he those days some, are over. Yeah, yep. those days are over. So who are the other four guys? Is Magic on to something? Could they stay in the heat? Your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. And could they stand up to just saying, hey, listen, we're going to get LeBron. Everything else is up in the air. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What did you think of last night's winning time, Al? It was uh, it was the Kareem. It was mostly Kareem, like eighty percent Kareem being a grump. So uh, my my favorite is still John C. Riley playing Doctor Jerry Buss. Every scene that he's in is interesting to me. Um, I think the development of the Laker girls and how we kind of get to that stage. I thought that part was interesting. Look, the behind the scenes with Kareem and uh, him and Magic and Magic doing everything he can to try to. Uh, I guess you could say include the dude with the team. He was isolated on his own. It's a good episode, but not as good as some of the other episodes. Yeah. The guy playing Kareem is really good. Yeah, he is. He, he's a really good actor. He looks like Kareem. It's it's and, and Kareem is just such a fascinating human being that I was interested in him, but I'm with you. I, I want showtime, right? I don't want deep dives on the characters. I want Dr. Buss courtside. I want Magic at Zastros. I want to go beat the Celtics or whatever's coming up next. I think it's the Sixers. This is the year they beat the Sixers in the finals. But I, I want the showtime aspects of it. I don't need as much backstory. I, the, the more time they spend on the characters that aren't about that in that moment, the more it loses me. Riley Riley is by far the best guy on the show because he looks like him, he behaves like him, mm-hmm. and it's just you lose track of the fact that that's not Dr. Buss. Yeah, for a second I thought you were saying Pat Riley. I'm like, no, no, not yet. No, John C. Riley. That's, that's oh, they something. gave you the little flash where they showed him with the hair slicked back when he was yep. fixing his hair in the mirror. By the way, Chick's getting a bad Chick's getting a a bad run on this thing. It, it feels like every time that Chick uh, shows up, that we're about to see something that I'd rather not see. Well, every, every time and whenever people get critical on the characters and everything else, I'm like, guys. This is not a documentary. <laughs> right. This is not exactly what happened or how it happened. So don't don't look too much into it. Did you not see me holding my fist up? That means stop talking. How funny was that, bro? The, the, look, if I give you the open palm, you can keep going. But once I close my he's fist, he's like, yeah. But when I get, it. he's like, let me tell you something. Play by play, I do the play by play. You do the color. I mean, he just shuts shuts Pat Riley up like no tomorrow. <laughs> it's fantastic. Let's try a phone call here. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Let's try Ontario and Mike. Mike, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Mike? Hey, I love your guys' show. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, man. Um, I agree with you on the, the Lakers show on TV. Uh, I just don't know why they keep talking about the cheerleaders. Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders were coming in the 70s, so the Lakers taking credit, I'm not sure. But I love the show. Uh, I agree with you on the character stuff. Um, after this year, guys, is a business deal. 
You get nothing for LeBron after next year. Nothing. Next year, at least you get $45 million and you maybe get some draft picks for him. And then you don't have to hear about him all year long, getting hurt, not getting hurt. What does he want to do? He's scoring title. I don't care about any of that. You get $45 million and you get maybe some picks. It's probably something to think about. A.B., he's hurt all the time. So that's $90 million for the broke Lakers, who are unqualified really to be owners. The buses only own 60% of the team. So if you divide out amongst the kids, that's, what, 10% each? They have no money to spend. They don't really control. They have billionaires waiting to take it over. And then Palinka is a weird, strange guy. He screwed over Magic. He has no credibility, I don't think, to rebuild the team. Appreciate you calling in. I, I Listen, Trav, can I put in a nutshell – um, where the Lakers went wrong this season. The offseason, part of the stuff that Magic was talking about with DeMar DeRozan, I know you were saying you weren't as concerned about um, the DeMar DeRozan deal. It was more Magic claiming about DeMar DeRozan. And this isn't yeah. the first time. I think Chris Haynes had something a couple of weeks ago um, it, with a conversation with DeMar DeRozan. Every move they made in the offseason was a wrong move. Every move that they made in the offseason. As we sit here today, Russell Westbrook – who you can sit there and say, you know what, the guy's played pretty good the last couple of weeks. He's a almost a you can almost say a liability on the floor, and there's zero connection with him and the other players. Sure, role players they got rid of that a lot of people were wondering, what, Alex Caruso, why not Alex Caruso? They kept THT. Remember at the trade deadline last year, where that could have potentially been Kyle Lowry. Just use that as an example. They overvalued THT, a player that is not in a position right now to go compete for a championship. You could depend on on a night-in, night-out basis. Um, this offseason really, really reflected just an absolutely awful offseason that could also affect you next year, could affect you for the next – could affect you for the entire time that you have Braun left in his career. But it wasn't just Palenka. Listen, Braun's not signing off on something that – the Lakers aren't doing something that, and I believe, unless Bron and Anthony Davis also said, hey, I think this is the right move for our organization. I agree. They all hit wrong. Every single one hit wrong. Nothing went right. They don't play a lick of defense. I mean, the, the, what they do this offseason is going to be, a, you know, obviously that's a it. tremendous question. I just don't know if they have any flexibility the, the, to do that's it. That's it. What, what has happened this year, flush it. It's gone. It, it is what it is. Didn't work. Put it in the rearview mirror. Look out the windshield instead of the rearview mirror. And the, the question is, it's really simple, right? It's not. I'm not saying it's easy, but the decision is simple. Do you want to try to take one last grasp at a title with LeBron James as your guy, or is that just simply not going to happen and you need to start coming, whatever next is, let's get going on next. That's your decision. Do I go and do move heaven and earth to try to go get LeBron one more here, or do I put everything else on the table, LeBron, AD, and just go see what I can get to try to rebuild this franchise? Because you've said this a few times. They have a built-in advantage that whenever a free agent comes loose, the Lakers are always going to kind of be in the mix because of the Lakers, because of the brand, because of the city, et cetera, et cetera. But the longer you try to make the AD and LeBron thing work, and if it doesn't, the deeper into the hole you get, why not start to dig out? And I think that's the question that, that Laker fans are probably asking themselves. By the way, and if you if you threw that question up to Laker fans, I think there's going to be a large percentage of them that are going to say, blow the whole thing up. I, you, I think you, more than, than would not, right? I, more you, than got, you got what you wanted. You won an NBA championship. Now it's time to, okay, uh, if you don't feel like 
a season from or by the time you start back up in October, where what's the direction that the Warriors are going in? What's the direction that the Clippers are going in? Suns. What's the direction the Denver Nuggets are going in? The Phoenix Suns, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Dallas Mavericks. I'm just naming off teams that are either really good right now or their trajectory is they're continuing to go up. Just use that as an example. I think a lot of Laker fans, and I, I'm 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 more I lean more towards no, you can't trade LeBron and Anthony Davis. I lean more towards that. And, and what this off season does for the Lakers, we're gonna have to sit back and wait. But I think a lot of Laker fans, I have a feeling, are gonna say they don't feel comfortable trying to use those two players. They almost it's like you're gonna have to rebuild at some point. Why don't you just start rebuilding now? Emily, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Which of these calls should we take? Which is the best one of the bunch here? You pick. Because they're all I the same. I think Paul in Studio City is going to be the best. All right. Paul in Studio City. You're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Paul? Hey, fellas. I called in, and, and basically you just said what I called about, which was, look, I'm a lifelong Laker fan, and I will always be grateful to LeBron and AD. The, the pandemic year, we won that title. We are grateful for it. Thank you. I don't blame Russell Westbrook for this year because his statistics are similar to what he had for the career. All I'm saying is this. we got to blow it up before we lose value. we got to think about the future. The Lakers are bigger than any two players. All right? Right now for LeBron, I mean, just to throw it out there, you could get, like, someone young, trade him to Michael jo- with Michael Jordan for LaMelo Ball or something over in uh, Charlotte if, if I didn't so get that, that wrong. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, Paul, but it's a, like, this is the question, right? What could you get, out? I don't know. If you're the Charlotte Hornets, do you trade LeBron James for LaMelo Ball? I don't think you do. I don't think you do. I, I listen if if and it's it's almost kind of funny to have this conversation because I don't think Braun is going anywhere. I don't. But let's either. just let's just play the game. And if we're going to play the game, if you're an organization that is looking at your franchise and you're trying to rebuild and you're in this process of rebuilding, um, I think you're going to continue that process, whatever it is. Let's use Charlotte as an example. The Hornets are not looking at – this is the first time the Hornets actually have a chance to go to make the playoffs. They're going to be in the playing tournament, all that stuff. Um, But I use that as an example of the only way – if Braun was going to go anywhere, he's not going to – he's going to go to a – the idea is he's going for a chance to win a championship. And the only reason why he'd be leaving the Lakers is for a chance to go win a championship because the Lakers can't serve that for him. No, and it just doesn't feel like you can chain down all of those other. There's just too much. It's not one like it felt like a year ago. It feels like you got to get ten new guys. You got to get a new coach. The whole thing is a hot mess. We'll take. There's a lot of people that want to talk about this. We got the dump coming up next. Plus, we'll take some more of these phone calls on the other side. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. So this is a new one, Al. I know we've had Mace uh, pop in on the dump uh, periodically, and he's here again. But Yates is also getting in on the dump. It's a four-person dump. We've never done that before. <laughs> What's going a good way on to put it. Yeah, it's hey, a perfect man, way to put it. Great start to the segment, four-person right? dump. It, it's exactly that. what it is. It's a, it's a <laughs> four-way. Four That's the way. To, how are you feeling, guys? It's a four-way dump. Yeah, nice. Don't, nice. Don't, it's don't a classy you guys, operation. <laughs> don't you guys need to get over to Buffalo Wild Wings or something? 
We're at Buffalo. We're at Wild Buffalo. Wings. Oh, you're already there. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering. Yeah, we're at Buffalo Wild Wings in Burbank. Perfect. And you, uh, you guys know that Slee won the tournament, right? It's over, guys. Did he win the yeah. uh, the official bracket? He did. Slee he won it. He, Slee yeah. is the champ. Emily is in last. So we have the first and the last <laughs> person on our show. Taylor is eighth out of sixteen. So we nailed the middle. Nice. And I, I barely beat Emily. I'm two Billis. spots, two spots ahead of her. Jay Billis, you know, the loser, Dickie V, the, and Alan Sliwa. Just, uh, the loser on our basketball. show is required to dress like a bunny and uh, hop around the studios on Monday and hop down to get us a Starbucks order. And the loser is officially John Ireland. Wow. That's <laughs> fantastic. He I, is I, Peter Cottontail this year. Good luck catching so, in on that bet. I want to know if it's like a two-footed hop or it's like one, like you're playing hopscotch. <laughs> I believe it is a two-footed hop. That is officially the hop of a bunny. All right. So let's, hands, all right. Hands in front as well. That's required. <laughs> yeah, yes. together like Holding he's praying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Olivia Rodrigo, a uh, bunch of Grammys last night. She broke one at the after party. Did any, any of you guys watch the Grammys last night? I did. I actually loved the Grammy last night. I, I thought uh, Olivia Rodrigo was really good. She actually performed last night. She did that sappy driver's license song. Yeah. Uh, but I thought all the performances were great. Um, I thought it was a great show. Now I'm I'm reading that apparently people weren't necessarily uh, hyped up for the Grammys and didn't watch the Grammys in great. Now I thought it was a really good show. I liked all the performances. I thought they were all really good. I, I would say that if I'm at the point where I'm dropping Grammys and breaking them because I have too many to hold on to, <laughs> yes. you're doing okay. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a great problem to have. So I I, I thought they were good too. I mean, I, listen, I think there's a lot of war, uh, what are we going to call it? Award show fatigue yes. these days in terms of everything happening. So may, maybe ratings are down, but the Grammys are fun, man. They're they're, they're typically one of the most fun. You, you probably don't want the Grammys maybe. coming on the week after Will Smith slaps Chris Rock because it, to, no, to trying tough. to top that is probably not going to happen. Was there any drama at all? Did anybody have any moments where like if there's okay, no if there's no punches thing. being thrown? I mean, no. what are we doing here? <laughs> What are we there doing? were no punches thrown. There was there was no scrap. The guy, the the biggest probably uh, the biggest probable uh, scandal was Lil Nas X, who was uh, yeah, Lil Nas X going to the crotch a lot uh, on stage. So <laughs> that sounds about right. Had <laughs> to break the record for that. Was there a record? Did it, uh, who was the previous record, record holder? Who yeah, was the, uh, I, you know, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Michael Jackson went to the crotch a lot. Michael Jackson <laughs> did go to the crotch a lot. Bobby Brown also went to the crotch a lot. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think nobody I think thought nobody X thought that record would be broken. So that's that's big it's, time. <laughs> Michael Jackson's the Lou Gehrig of this category. <laughs> it, was, it was never going to come down. All right. Uh, so Kevin Durant wants Oklahoma City to retire his jersey. Uh, the Warriors, they're going to do it. Obviously, won championships with them. Should OKC retire Kevin Durant's jersey? No question no. about it. Oh, no question about. It. Of course they Absolutely will. Absolutely, they should. Why? Because he was like a landmark first big star no for that team. That about franchise. It. He I got mean, drafted by the Sonics. It just yeah, happened I know, to I be know, that but, they went to Oklahoma but City. The, but the reality you is, want it, you as want a it hung franchise, in Seattle? He's isn't he the great first player of the franchise? Yeah, but that to me, I, he's I, the okay, greatest player that. in that franchise. It's not even close. They got to they got to uh, accomplish things at that franchise not even remotely close to after he left. Of course, no question about it, he gets his jersey retired then. This so, is not a matter for now, though, is what I'm saying. Like, why are we adjudicating this at this point of his career? I don't understand. Because, because he this brought is it up. the dump. 
and no. this is this is what we do. We Four adjudicate. Away. We adjudicate. Yeah. It's the adjudicated dump. That's We're the adjudicators. That's, that's the law. It's the formal version. That's what's on its birth certificate. By the way, your job when you go on TV, you're adjudicating. That's right? true. That isn't that's, every that's, topic. That's, that's an very true. But I, I guess what I'm asking Slee is, why is he bringing this up? Right. Because now? he's I, Kevin I Durant. I, I want to answer for yeah. Slee because Kevin Durant constantly wants things adjudicated. That's how he performs in his in, in this world. And here, here's the weird thing, like. I want to say no because I want Kevin Durant to lose his mind. I like it when he gets all twisted up about silly things. But there's no way you can't give it to him, right? Like, I I want to find a reason to say no just to set him off, but there is no good reason not to give it to him. Yeah, he'll get his jersey. He'll get his jersey retired. I I, I do agree. Yeah, it will happen. It will happen. That KD bringing it up is uh, a very KD thing to do, but he doesn't need to. KD, you don't have to bring up that your jersey is going to get retired. No, KC, they'll retire it. Why do you right. think he is bringing it up, Yates? Because, I, mean, I have I get... no idea. Yeah. Probably because he's upset about whatever's going on in the next season and just needs something to, you know, feed off of. But, I mean, that's, that's just kind of who he is. But I, I don't – like, I mean, really, are we thinking about the Thunder at this point of the year? Glad What's Lakers don't have that problem. To... Lakers. <laughs> yeah, no issue no. there. No issue there. Exactly. Smooth sailing. Did you guys watch Winning no, Time this... last night? I did. Yeah. I like Winning Time so much. I, I, I say this before. I'll say it again. They should have released this series – as a full bingeable opportunity because it's kind of a different instead of dropping it instead week of dropping by week. it week by week because it's kind of a different vibe once i get into it i want to watch more and i find myself it's cool it's on sundays that's great and all but i probably would have knocked this whole thing out in one had they I'm with you yeah that. i would not i like the week by week okay uh, i like the the buzz that builds for each episode after each episode yes. the social media that goes afterwards yeah. as opposed to dropping it all at once Yates, and then give it all at I'm once only up, i'm only up to episode <laughs> I'm at I'm halfway through episode. Sure. So you get that thing where you can't actually talk about. It. Now you can talk about it because everybody's in the same place on the show. I like the week to well week. With real news Yates, too, I want to eat all my food, bro. <laughs> Give me all that food all at the same time. For that reason, Mason, I'm with you. I, the, the fact that we're all kind of in the same spot in the story when we don't have to worry about, okay, this guy's finished it, this guy's on, on number two. But I, I do think that it's fascinating how good they were at casting the two-star players because not just physically aside, they both look like the guys that they're playing. But they've both mastered the mannerisms of these guys, just kind of the personalities of these. Who's doing the better job, Magic or Kareem? I think it's got to be Kareem. Yeah, I think it's Kareem also. I think he captures kind of the surly intellectual chilly quality of uh, of Kareem really well. He has and I think it's also I, it's not that it's an easier job, but it's in many ways more difficult because you have sort of less to work with from a acting palette standpoint. You know what I mean? Trying to trying to cover a guy who didn't really do a whole lot of talking. You know what I mean? Is not the easiest thing to do from a facial expression standpoint. I think they've done a great job. And ma- you know, the magic character is a little different of an ask. From a thespian standpoint, Sliwa, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I think they've both been great, and uh, they've done great uh, interviews afterwards, too, man. I watched those after shows with Rick Fox. Those are pretty cool, too. Okay, so who's getting the – so there, there are three people, I think, that you could argue are getting a raw deal in this or a rawer deal in all of this. Okay. There's Jerry West. Yeah, there's yeah. Chick Hearn. <laughs> yeah. And Zastro. Of the of those three yep. guys, now Zastro yeah. is not a real person. <laughs> right. Oh no, no, that's Zastro that's real. Is a that's well, actually that's actually disrespectful. That's disrespectful <laughs> to Travis and Look, his passion for Zastro. First of all, while <laughs> perhaps Zastro didn't exist, 
there is a Zastro that existed. Maybe his name wasn't Zastro, but there is somebody Zastro-like in that universe that existed at that point in time. I think there are multiple Zastros, (laughs) and they've just combined them into one Zastro character. i got to say, the Chick Chick Hearn stuff is amazing to me. Yeah, it is. This guy comes off like a A1 slime ball, and it's not even close. I was not necessarily familiar with that. I didn't necessarily realize – People wanted to talk about Chick like that, and it's kind of tough to watch, to be honest. Do you think Mace. there was a Zastros in Boston? Because I really want there to be. <laughs> yeah. I think probably every team has a Zastro. Yeah. Mace, exactly. I got a question for you. Why do you hate the pregame yes. show? I love the pregame show. Why are you always hating? I, I listen to the pregame show religiously. I'm one of the biggest. Look at I, Mace. I'm a P1 Look at Mace. pregame show consumer. I can't wait for Why you are you always is? hating? Why are you always hating? I, I am not a hater. That is not my speed at yeah, all, uh-huh, man. Uh, I am 100%. a lover. I am a lover what is on <laughs> this radio station. Unbelievable, this guy. They, now, I'm not the one that invented the human dial tone. The human dial tone was invented by Michael Thompson. Bro, you did a pregame show for how many years? Can you two imagine years, what that an hour and 15 minutes was to Laker fans having to listen to you? Are you, you kidding me? We did. Let me just tell you. You know what I did in that uh, in that two years? I won, a champion. I won a championship. I won a championship. <laughs> there he is. He's got his I rings on. I won a championship. On. No, I was the pregame guy in 2010 when we won the title. And when I, does that show up? I got one time. in 2020. <laughs> Yeah, you, you guys are tired. You, struggle. you got one. You got one. I, I did it for two years, and they won forty games combined. What do I get? Yeah, you were there. You were there during a really dark period. The lean <laughs> yeah, period. Well, yeah, lean period. Stop this hating, Mace. Stop right. hating. So you guys are at Buffalo Wild Wings in Burbank, getting ready we're, to do it. You guys are gonna hang out and watch the game after. Uh, maybe we're going to figure out how that goes. There's a lot of TVs in here. There's, you know, a decent scattering of people here for lunch crowd, but that's going to improve as the day goes on. But I'm feeling good. I walked around Burbank this morning. I never really soaked it in the way that I wanted to. Saw a cool Batman statue that's right out here. There's a Batman statue? Right out out in front there. Yeah, Yeah, it's literally right there. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so I'm going to get that for my social. Game of (laughs) Games is about the city of Burbank today. There oh, you go. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Game of yeah. Game of Games about Burbank, Mason, and Ireland. Yates is in for Ireland. That's all coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN, tomorrow at 10. Be there.